another week, another podcast. Um, I feel like we've built such a community on here. Like I literally feel like I know who I'm talking to. Like I know you guys, you guys are in my DMs. We're so interactive. Like I'm just, I think the podcast Instagram is killing it at the moment, honestly. So I just want to start off by saying like, I really feel like we're connecting on some level and the people that come back every week, wow. Yeah, I, I just think it's amazing. And today's episode is inspired by the fact that, you know, it's going into September. It's back to school season. It's maybe starting uni, maybe going back for another year in uni, but also for the people that aren't going into uni, you know, or aren't going into school. And they're like, wait, you know, this might be your first September that you don't have that structured routine like you used to you know you had to go back to school or something and you know you might be just working and you're missing out on this fresh start and that's really what today's episode is about it's about utilizing the fact that it's a fresh start I think naturally September is known as one of those fresh starts but you can really utilize it and I was watching this video the other day and it was a conversation it was on Ali Abdul's YouTube someone I really recommend, he just does really good like positive learning stuff and he was interviewing this psychologist I think or professional in Fresh Starts and she was saying that people don't utilize them as much as they should. Now I always felt the magic of a Fresh Start, you know when it's a Monday or it's a new year or it's a new September, you have that magical kind of a little bit of motivation, you're like, mm, you know, I, I could do something new, I could do something positive here. And then I had this period where, like, I was against them. I was like, it's fake, or it, it never lasts, it always runs out, you know, what's the point of starting fresh if, you know, you're only going to last for New Year's for a month? And you have that mindset that, oh, it will never last. So what they kind of said in it was, just love it anyways, love the fact that you're given this almost pocket of magic or motivation for free. You didn't have to pay for this. The fact that it's September or a new year or a new Monday or the start of the month, you're given this little bit of motivation that, you know what, I could actually make some changes here or actually be consistent. And I put up a question box on my Instagram, which is Inside Anna's Mind Podcast, if you're not already on it. And it was asking, you know, what are your questions or what are your worries about going back to school slash uni slash this September time? And there was a lot of like anxieties, meeting people, how's it gonna be, just overall school. And me being completely honest, I have always been that child, teenager that loved, that absolutely loved a September. So in terms of being able to relate to the, let's say September sadness or hating the idea of going back, I have to be honest and say, I'm not completely in that situation, but I think that is because of the, I'm going to call it magic that I was able to like utilize that got me so excited for the fresh start. So maybe all you are actually lacking, you know, I'm sure there's other stuff, but maybe this podcast could really help you to dig up that, oh, maybe there's a, maybe there's room for change here and change is an amazing thing. In fact, when a person stays the same for a long period of time, you could almost question it right? Because change means that you are authentically listening to yourself. You're constantly 
evaluating yourself, looking at yourself, being like, ah, this is what I like, this is what I don't like. Oh, I'm going through a new season of my life. I I need to adapt to that. Oh, you know, I'm going traveling. I'm going to look and feel slightly different. Or, oh, I'm starting into my boss babe era. I'm going to look and feel slightly different. And I think to know that there's different seasons that could be literal seasons in the year or just periods like, oh, this is a new job season or this is my party season or this is my health and wellness season. And it's okay. You don't always have to have 100% of your life always figured out. And I sometimes even get to myself with this because if I'm just opening up about myself, I came to Bali thinking, I'm gonna be a content queen. I'm gonna make the sickest vlog. Firstly, I knew I wanted an amazing time myself. That was what I went into. Instead of being like, oh, I'm just going there for content. I was like, I wanna have the most amazing time. But along with that, I'm gonna film everything. I'm gonna get loads of pictures. I'm gonna be thriving on all my accounts. I'm gonna be making so many TikToks. I'm gonna be just getting loads of everything, right? And I was looking forward to that because I thought that would bring me peace of mind. I thought that's gonna fix my problems, right? Because I'm always stressed that I'm not doing enough. So surely by having this idea that I was going to be able to get lots of things done, that gave me a peace of mind. And the universe loves to change up what we thought we were going somewhere for. So when I thought that I was going to Bali for content and work and boss babe social media era, What I actually found that I came here for was healing and a lot of work on myself and understanding what authenticity really means. Like every week, am I learning something new about myself? Because throughout life, we are told, don't do that, you shouldn't do this, or you must be able to do this, or that's not good enough. Oh, that's weird if you do that. Oh, but that's cool if you do that oh, you must have a great fashion sense, you must go out. And and for me, there was this whole pressure of traveling. I think this might help you as well if you're traveling or you wanna travel or you've been traveling. And it's that pressure that you must visit a new place every day, you must be busy every day. You can't just take a bit of time in your hotel room. You can't, you know, you've always gotta be exploring, you've always gotta be taking pictures and videos and especially with, you know, talking about that content side for me, like, got to be vlogging the best things, got to be doing something every day, got to be eating somewhere different every day. And that's not what Bali has been for me. Bali has brought up a lot of emotion. It has allowed me to find consistency, to find rhythm, to realise that I don't care what I wear. I don't care if I'm not quote unquote stylish anymore. I don't care if I walk around in my Crocs all day. I don't care if I wear my pyjamas to dinner. I don't care if I spend the whole day journaling and swimming in the pool, right? It's like slowly understanding what you like to do. I know there's a lot of stuff out there like, oh, go traveling in your 20s and go do this or you must be doing this. If you are happy with going to uni, then that's amazing. Don't let other people that are saying, oh, you know, let's say for me, I go, oh, you know, I don't need uni. Well, you might need that right now. This is in your path to do. Maybe you love that consistency of waking up, going to the gym, um, going to do your work, making a cute little lunch. And if that brings you 
peace and comfortability, that's absolutely okay. But within that, I would say we all have healing to do and we all have things to experience. But yeah, I just wanted to cover that idea of feeling that pressure to do certain things or be a certain thing. And when you realize that they're not actually a part of you and what you want to do, then that's absolutely okay. And that's when you can get more authentic to yourself. And that's what I want this fresh start to be for you. So whether you are going back to school or college and you're still in that school time era, or whether you're going to uni for the first time or going back to uni, or if it is literally just a September for you, like I don't have anything I'm studying for. I've done a couple of these Septembers now where it's purely just you. I personally still do see it as a new year. In fact, I see it more of a new year than I do as January. There's just something about it where it's like, let's get the grind on or let's get consistent let's put some work in but also relax at the same time um i think always after summer and everyone's had like a little blast it's actually quite nice to kind of just like feel grounded in yourself get into a routine and talking about routine and i think this is something that a lot of people are going to be able to relate to is not actually knowing how much should i take this as a fresh start I think sometimes you come out of summer and then your head is like wow that was all over the place I now need to be so concentrated and I had my fair share of experiences with this and I would make a incredibly structured routine I would tell myself you're gonna go on like a run every day and and you're gonna get back from school and you're gonna study for four hours and then you're gonna have dinner and then you're gonna do this and then you're gonna go to bed you're gonna read and make this like perfect perfect routine going into your fresh start and that's where the fresh start kind of doesn't provide consistency because you're only able to do that for like two weeks or even a month or even just a week and then you wonder why you feel like everything's sinking and this is what I want you to aim for I want you to aim for consistency so it's just giving yourself that permission to work at a little bit lower intensity but knowing that you're going to be able to do that for months I definitely feel if you haven't done this already go to the shops and just buy something new I know you know I was that kid that always had way too much stationery and stuff like that but buying yourself like a new journal or a new notebook or something like that can be really good to kind of inspire you to get organized however there is something about the fresh starts that you should know about don't let the fresh start hinder the routines you're already in but if you're finding yourself yeah you know what I have never started journaling or I tried journaling it just wasn't the vibe or you know whatever like that go and get excited about it go to the shop pick a new cute one sit down start journaling quickly moving on to fresh starts within friendships friends I think you always know who your true friends are and who the friends that you're just hanging out with because it makes life a little bit easier or you just feel that you should hang out with them I want you to really make an effort to talk to new people I always found it so interesting in school when people wouldn't want to get to know new people. Like if I sat next to a girl, I was in an all-girls school, by the way. If I sat next to a new girl 
in a class and I was like, you know, it's like a seating plan for the next term. I'd find it really odd when you wouldn't really get to know the person next to you. You know, it doesn't matter whether they're not the coolest or whether they're not someone you thought you would get along with. Like I really made some friendships, just even if it was just the girl that you sat next to maths cloth with, like make a friendship, get to know someone. And the amazing thing with this is you get to create who you wanna be. You can be, if, if you've been known previously as not the nicest girl or, you know, maybe, I don't know what to even describe it as. Like you just haven't had, not even the best reputation, but not authentically who you want to be. Be the nicest girl, be the kindest girl, be a funny girl, be whoever you want to be. Be a friendly girl. You don't have to carry on this persona that you've used previously especially if you're going to a university, I think this is like the absolute best time to create who you want to be. And I don't mean this in a way of like create the person that everyone else wants you to be. So let's say you want an overly outgoing person, but you go to uni, you're like, right, I'm just going to do it. Do it, but in a way that you want to do it. Don't start doing all the stuff that the crazy kids are doing or like not even the crazy kids but like let's say all the popular girls are doing they're always going out for drinks they're always doing everything don't just mold to that because if that's not authentically what you want to be doing yeah you're going to be making loads of friends but like I feel that you can harness this fresh start power in the way that you want to do it if that really makes sense I don't know if I'm explaining it correctly but I want you to go into new friendships to who am I? Who do I want to be, right? And I think one thing that we should always be is super, super kind. I think kindness is one of the most amazing powers. Be extra kind. One of my favorite things to do is, and a really good way to make someone's day is, let's say you're going up and you're buying something from a shop counter and you've got like a fellow teenager or even just like an adult and she's, swiping your items if they've got nails on I will always comment on their nails I'll be like oh my gosh I love your nails and straight away you can see this like little glimmer in their eyes they will go around for the rest of their day looking at the nails be like wow someone else liked them and they will like it more so I feel like one little thing that you could start doing is if you're at uni or if you're at school you're trying to make new friends if you're speaking to a stranger just be like oh I really like that I really like your hair I really like your nails or, oh my God, your shoes are so cute. Or like, just something like that. And you'll be surprised of how that chain follows. And also in terms of that they will start being happier and kinder in their day, but also how you feel after that. When you hype someone up, you are hyping yourself up because you're putting, when you put out appreciation to the world and kindness to the world, kindness comes back to you. In terms of actually like building that friendship or finding friends similar vibe, you've got to do things that you love. So if you love, let's say gym, fitness and all that stuff and you're not the party girl, go to the gym in your uni or where, you know, like younger people are or just like go do what you like to do. And as long as you've got your head up and you're welcoming people around you and you're not fully in your own zone so that you're unapproachable, you will find like-minded people. If you go to uni and you join the cheerleading club, even if you're not the best cheerleader, but you just wanna try it, you will meet girls that just love dancing and love being a little bit more out there. Or, you know, if you wanna join like a reading club or join things that 
you love to do because you will meet people that love to do the same thing, right? If you only go out to like the, let's say, parties, then you will most likely meet the people that want to party every single weekend. So I feel like if I was going to uni, because I obviously didn't go, but I've been a couple of times with my friends, but I know that does not serve the whole uni experience. But I would really try to balance the party. Like I think speaking up and saying, I know there's a massive pressure of like people saying, oh, come out tonight. And you're like, I don't want to go, but everyone's so pressuring. Like definitely hold your ground and be like, no, I'm okay. But then like some nights go out just to like meet people and stuff, I think will be really nice. And invite the people I would say like in your group or area, be like, oh, do you want to go on like a little walk to the shops or just stuff like that outside of the whole party realm. And yeah, just hold on to that thought of being the energy you want to attract, right? If you put out love, kindness, happiness, welcoming energy, you will attract people on that level. If you are the girl that's gonna start gossiping behind people's backs, excited by all that boy, not I'm not gonna say boy drama, I'm gonna talk like girl boy drama and just feeding into that, you will create a friendship group that you will only listen to that. And I remember in sixth form, well, I always found this anyways, but in sixth form, I had to really leave a friendship group. I was already known as the girl that could never really like, I would love my own space and I had no issue with sitting by myself at lunch. So like if I just wanted to kind of have my earphones in and just listen to some music and do some homework, I'd be fine with doing that. But obviously I always had like uh, like a bigger, bigger group. Like I had my small friends, but like the bigger, bigger group. And it came to a point where in the mornings you'd all like sit together before class and everyone would be chatting. And it came to a point where every morning it was just complaints. That's what the level of conversation was in the group. It was, oh, the weather's so shit today. Oh, like, oh, you haven't done my homework. Oh, the boy hasn't messaged me back. And I was like, I I can't sit here anymore. But I think like, if you can notice that the people around you are just not giving that energy that you want, and that doesn't mean opening up and being sad. That's a different conversation. But actually just like the level of chat is just low and depressing and just like, oh, this is this is bad, this is bad, then I think that won't be positive for your well-being. I think what's also hard, and this is going on to another topic, is comparing yourself to housemates, friendships. And I know the more time you spend with like a friend and stuff, the more you compare your day because you don't you you know everything that they're doing in their day, right? Like if you're living with someone or you spend a whole week or you spend a couple of days all the time with a friend, you start going, ooh, they're working out more than me or they're eating more or less than me or they're doing more studying than me. And I think to you really need to know if you're struggling with this or if this happens to you is like everyone is on a different path. Everybody. There are going to be times where you're healing from your relationship with food and your best friend is struggling. And you really have to almost stay in your lane. Now, I normally hate that term. I'm like, why would I want to stay in my lane? Like, I can do what I want. But I mean, like, focus on you and that you're healing your relationship with food. You know, really focus on that. Have those behaviours that you want. Be the role model. And that is the most that you can be. They can look at you and be like, oh, that's, you know, that's inspiring that she can be like that. 
You can't be like, no, you've got to turn left. You've got to turn left. They're going to turn whatever way. Your best friend is going to go back to their ex-boyfriend as many times as she needs to. And you need to let her. She needs to heal those parts. She needs to notice. Because you, you, I have been in that situation where it's like, I, to be fair, I think me and my friends are pretty good at it. Like, I always never said anything to my best friend. Like, maybe a couple of times I was like, girl, he's literally so toxic. But otherwise, when she went back to him, I wouldn't go give her stick for it. Because I'm like, she needs to go back, learn that it's not good enough. I will always be here for her, though. When she cries about him, I will be there, right? You can do that. And that's what I talk about staying in your own lane. You can't be comparing your day-to-day life with somebody else you you don't want to be the same person okay and let's say just on the topic of food because I feel like that one can get to people for example if you if you feel like oh my friend is always eating less than me should I be eating less you do realize you're supposed to be proud that you like eat more like that is a cool thing that is a hot girl thing yeah I can eat pizza I can eat whatever I want I'm just a high energy person like you don't want to be eating less and feeling in low energy. That's not a compromise that you want, okay? Be that girl that can eat more. Be it. it it's cool. It's 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 what, you know, you're, you're listening to your body. It's amazing. And if your friend is always doing an extra workout than you, that's okay. You have other priorities in your life. And she is clearly in her realm of needing to exercise more. Or maybe that's just the way that suits her best. You know, I'm naturally a more active person. So maybe if I was living with someone else, like let's say Millie and I, I don't know, maybe she compared herself to some days, but then at the same time, I would compare myself sometimes to her and be like, this girl really like sticks to a plan. Like like she goes and does her gym session. She works out hard. Whereas I sometimes walk to the gym and I walk straight back because I'm like, I'm not in the mood. You know, people are very different. People enjoy different things. People have different types of energy. So I think to always know that it's okay. If they're always working and studying, be like, okay, take it as inspiration. Wow, okay, she can do that. I wanna try, you know, I'm happy for myself if I can like work a little bit or study a little bit, but I know I don't need to go to that extent because I have other priorities. I like to do something for my mind. I like to do something for my soul. I like to rest. You know, resting is resting is good. What I want to tell you is having moments of silence, having moments of just sitting down and doing nothing, that is skill. In terms of if you're able to sit with yourself. And that's why people with exercise addiction or eating disorder things and they can't sit down in their day or even just people that have to be all the ways productive and I'm not just talking about eating disorders, I'm just being like, can't sit down, always has to be doing things and that used to be me, was because you don't wanna sit with your thoughts. That's what it is. So if you are comparing yourself to a friend and be like, oh my gosh, they're always doing things, that just literally means that they, and don't, I don't wanna say pull them down, but just say to yourself, I'm happy that I'm able to sit with myself. I'm happy that I can sit on my bed and not have to go on my phone for, let's say, hours and hours. Like, let's say I can just journal, or I can sit on a bench outside, or I can just sit down and stop. And maybe that is going on your phone, I don't know. But I can sit down and stop and be okay with myself. Or not even be okay with yourself, but sit with emotion. A lot of the people that always have to be on the go, they don't want to touch into that emotion. They have too much shit going on, honestly 
too much stuff going on. And I just feel like that might help your perception. We're not all the same people. You're not supposed to always have high grades. Like it's okay. You don't always have to be crazy studying. Like I am definitely gonna be a vouch for it. And I'm definitely gonna say, put the work in before the exams. Like don't leave it all to the last minute. Try to be consistent. Just jumping on, cause that's what my head's like today. I wanna talk about the phone. And I think this is a really good time to talk about it because you are going into that September, you know, we've gone on from quite a potentially distraction-filled summer to now having to suddenly not be on your phone, having to be at school, having to study after school in your own time. And I think I just want to share with you my phone tips and mindset, things that I do that help my mental health and distraction and concentration. So the first thing, the non-negotiable is you are not allowed to go on your phone in the morning. I have nothing to say for that. Like when you wake up, let's say you have an alarm on your phone, that's fine, you turn it off. But I would put your phone on do not disturb the night before so that you don't have any notifications in the morning because the worst thing is like turning off your alarm and you can't help that your eyes have just seen a notification. I literally don't want you to go on it. You have no excuse to go on your phone in the morning. I cannot tell you how damaging that can be because what happens is, is you start your day, you're like a blank piece of paper. You might have anxiety, you might have thoughts in your head, but you purely just have what you are feeling. When you go on your phone and you see a couple of Snapchats and an Instagram and a this and a that and a that whatever, things are flying into your brain. You are being stimulated. Then you come off the phone and you are left with that stimulated brain and you chase stimulation after stimulation. So that's why you have to go on your phone when you're like driving to school and then in between classes, you're on your phone and and then when you get back from home, you can't quite concentrate because you're on your phone. It's because you've started your day with that stimulation. You get out of bed or you just lie in bed till your heart's content. Once you're out of bed, you know, you brush your teeth, you do your stuff and you just literally start your day. There is no reason to go on your phone yet, you know, do what you need to do, whether that's have a shower, pack your bags, get ready. I like to wash my face. I don't shower in the morning. I just shower. I'm, an, I'm a nighttime shower girl. <laughs> um, get changed. For me, like I, at the moment in Bali, like you go out for breakfast, but I used to just make my breakfast straight away. I eat my breakfast without my phone, like all of that stuff. And then, you know, ideally, and what I remember I used to do for school is like, I would literally sometimes leave my phone at home or like the phone would be at the bottom of my bag turned off and I would go the whole day of school without my phone like I would just go and I'd be really present like if there was just moments of silence you just sit there or you doodle or you get like doing some homework or just literally chatting to your friends then you have your lessons and you'll really stay concentrated and then what I like to do is give yourself a time where you can go on your phone because otherwise, if you have like a no phone rule, rule at all, as soon as you go on your phone, you think you've done something bad and then you go into like a whole whirlwind. So if I were you, like maybe say to yourself, okay, don't go on your phone to a certain time. And then that's when you get to like chill on your phone and then get back to work or something, or you will find something that works with you. And I know asking you to not go on your phone all day, that might be a big ask. But what I'm trying to say is start your morning. Give yourself one hour in the morning of just being with yourself and see the differences you'll find that you'll probably not want to pick up your phone as much another tip is if you have things to do on your phone do them all at once 
obviously, I don't know how this is for people that don't have work on their phone. Um, but you know when you just need to like message a friend and get a piece of homework off this and do a bit of that, like sit down and do it all at once because, and then turn your phone on, do it not disturb. Because what I find is if I send out a message, then just like do some things, but I'm like looking for the phone. Then I get replied and then I go on my phone. What happens is, is when you go to look at that notification, not only are you reading that, you then get lost on Instagram and TikTok and then you're on your phone for half an hour at a time. So you're not just picking up your phone to look at a notification because you are getting distracted as a whole. So I like to keep my phone on do not disturb and I go about my day at the moment, like I'll go in the pool, I'll journal, I'll do my video editing so that doesn't require my phone. And then when I go, okay, I'm ready to go on my phone, I turn it off do not disturb, I look at everything I've got to do and then I just turn it back off and do my thing. Um, so use do not disturb quite a lot. I think that's definitely a good thing. Also, when you're in a autopilot state of distraction, let's say scrolling or something like that, sometimes it's actually more hard to just put the phone down. What I find easier is hold the two sides of your button of your phone and literally power it off. But also understand that there's an emotional response when you are procrastinating on your phone. Actually, I would say it an emotional trigger. You are trying to be distracted. You are trying to not think about something. So what is best, I would say, is to grab your journal and try write about it. Just be like, oh, I'm feeling triggered right now. Uh, not too sure what it is. Mm, actually, you know, my friend just texted me asking if I want to go to a party, but it's really making me anxious because I really don't want to go to a party, but I don't want to let her down. Like, just write all that stuff out and then you'll realise, like, okay, the right decision is that party is really not gonna make me feel great. I don't think it's gonna benefit me. So I'm just gonna text my friend saying I'm not comfortable, um, but I'd love to hang out another day, you know? Um, that's where I feel like the journaling can really help you. Okay, so I got a question on my Instagram. And it was like, this girl was having fear of going back to old environments, allowing the old mindsets to basically make a comeback. And all I can say is if it's been like a year or if it's been like six months, know that you have made growth within that time and that you will approach things differently but also this is like a test from the universe to see if you have grown the whole idea of it is if i let's say attached losing weight before i went on holiday that was my thing that used to be my thing what i did this year was i'm going to make sure even if those mindsets creep back in, that I will not lower my food intake the week before. I will not do an extra. Like, I will show the universe that, oh, look, can you see this? Can you see that I'm not going back into those old mindsets and those old things? And they go, oh, okay, she, she's fixed that. Well done. Like, let's, let's give her the next challenge. Also, the fact that you can notice behaviors coming back, that in itself is like, so much improvement because if you think about it you used to do these behaviors unconsciously like not unconsciously but like you didn't even notice that it was a thing it was just your way of life you didn't realize that you would restrict when you felt pressured by your mum but now you you know even if you slightly did restrict this week but then at the end of the week you said wait I, I noticed that this was triggered by that that's improvement because then next time when your mum gives you pressure, you're able to even catch it before you even start restricting and go, oh, this is normally a situation where I do this. So I'm actually not gonna, you know, I'm gonna put in other things that can help me to not let myself go back into that. Going on to managing fear of failure. And I think if 
the way I could maybe think about in terms of school and university is sometimes you wouldn't start like an essay or a project because you're already predetermined that you weren't going to do well which makes you really stuck on how to start it and therefore procrastinate for it so I think if you don't have anything that comes up I think notice that that is a behavior of like fear of failure but if you've got it coming up in other aspects of your life I'm going to join you with that because I'm currently moving on to the next stage in my career and I am starting projects and the fear of failure is there but also recently I think I've really been able to kind of overcome it and do you want to know what I've been able to kind of say to myself because basically about like six months ago I was going to start a clothing line and then I had so much anxiety that it wasn't going to be essentially and exactly basically what I wanted or the materials or just I just basically thought that I just couldn't even make it perfect because I thought there's no way that I can put this out to my audience sell it and it not be perfect that it gave me so much anxiety and I just thought I was going to fail it so I didn't do it and then coming around to this period of my life I'm starting something up again in the clothing realm and I've actually taken it a lot different and what I've said is if I love it a hundred percent if I am proud of it if I, if I love it, doesn't matter what other people think, doesn't matter what anything else, if I love it, then it doesn't matter if it fails or what even is a failure. Because for me, not trying is the biggest poo-poo situation of it all. <laughs> Sorry to use that phrase, but like, if I think about the difference between me not starting the brand compared to me starting it and making 10 sales and me thinking, you know, oh, that's a fail, but it's not. I would see the not starting it as more of a quote unquote fail because I actually learned things when I made it. You know, give yourself that room to learn. You're not gonna make an amazing brand or product or homework straight away, but maybe give yourself three projects or three pieces of homework you know, really putting in that effort each time, learning, getting that feedback from the teachers, getting that feedback from your audience, starting up again or trying again, learning what you've done. Oh, okay, I've learned about manufacturers. I've learned about wholesaling. I've learned about all these different things, taking that onto your new project. So I think knowing that when you do try all the way and you do put in your full effort, you're able to really understand what you don't know. And I feel like that's quite exciting because the next time you try, it can be a new thing. So I want you guys to join me in the journey of tackling that thing that you have told yourself for a long time that you wanted to start or wanted to do. Whether that was start up a fitness account or start up a YouTube or start making like a brand, like a jewelry brand or a clothing brand or start actually making TikToks or starting that big homework project or assignment and let's all tackle it together. Let's, you know, I think there is such an amazing energy when everyone puts their minds to like similar things and I think if all of us on our podcast once you've listened to this to start being like yeah I want to proactively start putting a chipping in a little bit of effort to move the needle forward in this project I think we're going to create some really good positive energy and I'm going to be doing that as well I you know every day I'm just doing a little bit of this new thing that I'm making I'm like okay this is exciting I don't know how I'm going to do it all but I know the next thing. It's like with the marathon training I'm doing at the moment, 
I don't know how I'm going to run 42 kilometers, but I have a 23 kilometer tomorrow, which I've never done. Like I've never ran that amount, but I'm going to try do that. I'm going to try do that step. I'm not thinking about the 42. I'm thinking about the 23. Then the week after or two weeks after I've got a 32. So it's like I'm doing the little steps instead of thinking about the overall big step. But honestly, guys, I'm excited for us. It's September. This is such a fresh start. And I feel that it's actually so exciting to have this fresh start in September because then you get like three months and then you get New Year's. So you get like a whole new bucket of fresh start motivation so that you can like keep going. And I feel that if you do more work on yourself now, September and October, you'll have less of an impact of like, winter blues I feel that if in September you really establish like some okay like I like to do a little bit of movement every day I love to journal like if you can really get into the journaling now I feel that that would be amazing because when it comes into November December and you know you just get those December blues you won't be totally not understanding of what's going on because you're going to be like I have my journal your journal is your safe space you go to it and you write down stuff that's happening things that are triggering you and I feel like it's a really good thing to do before December and it's like a three-month trial period also between like September and New Year's you get to figure out what you like and then you can almost like reevaluate. in fact you can reevaluate every week you can reevaluate every month what you like and didn't like like sometimes I go back I go by daily and I go, I really love today that I spent, you know, an hour just playing in the pool, just being me, being a little fish, being a little mermaid, because that really brought out the inner child in me. And then I could say like, you know, you've got to say what you don't like with compassion. You don't want to beat yourself up. Like when I say to myself, and you spent like a whole two hours on your phone, that is not going to be great. But you could say, you know, I noticed that I went on my phone a little bit longer today. I think that was triggered by the fact that I was trying to get myself to do something that I didn't essentially want to do. So like it was a form of procrastination. So I think with that, maybe I can see how I can actually just tackle the task in a way that I want to do it. So that could be, for example, if you are procrastinating on going to the gym, maybe you just naturally need to change the gym aspect and not the fact that why am I so stupid for procrastinating? Why, you know, change your workout, make it something easier, make it in your living room so you don't have to go anywhere and you don't have to like get changed. Like you could just do like a 20 minute, you know, bit of movement or just literally sit outside in your balcony. Um, Talking about that, I want to give you another little like realm of tips to do with like not your phone, but to do with sunlight. Now, I know it can be hard going into winter, but while the sun is still out, I need you guys to be getting that sunlight. You don't understand how many amazing benefits. There's a reason why you feel better in summer. Like, there's a genuine reason. And the biggest thing is to get that early morning sun. So as soon as it starts getting sunny, like, try purposely just... It's called downloading. You might be able to research a bit on it. It's like downloading the sun. And you basically go outside and you're literally taking in those beautiful sunshine rays and it your circadian rhythm will wake up. Your body knows it's the morning. It's when you spend a whole morning inside in your bed and not getting yourself outside. You don't have to walk. You could literally sit on a chair on your balcony or outside 
and it wakes you up. And then I'm going to end on how to accept that it's the end of summer because I feel like it can be quite a heartbreaking thing for people. And I think to know that, you know, new chapters is such an exciting thing. It's a time where you get to reinvent yourself. It's almost as exciting as this little party era. To also know that you know yourself that you couldn't do that all year. You you couldn't be, you know, I love being, you know, I remember the teenage days. I definitely didn't have one of those summers this year, but the teenager days where you would just hang out with your friends, do some crazy stuff every evening. Like, I, I, I remember that. But to know that you physically couldn't do that all year and it wouldn't be essentially the best because it is also a state of distraction, always being busy. So to know that, look, you're going to have that every year. And also you can create those moments still. You can invite your friends around in the evenings and have a starry night and look at the stars and talk about life and have big DMCs. You can invite your friends around and have a little movie night. You can romanticize going to the coffee shop on like a cold winter's morning like there is still parts of like being able to romanticize you can romanticize being in routine you can romanticize waking up and having a cold shower and going for a workout grabbing a post-workout smoothie having breakfast getting your studying done and then the biggest thing that I want you to take away from this is start doing things for you don't always feel that you have to be 100% productive or whatever. Like, I want you every day to do something for you. So whether that's, right, you look at your day, it's coming to the end of the day and be like, I have not done anything for just me. Yes, let's say you've worked out and you've done the physical parts of, I've cooked for myself and I've and I've studied and, and I've done my walk and whatever. But like the parts of like, what serves your soul? Whether that's like, you know, if you can reach a pool or the beach and have a little swim, but I know that's not obviously possible for people that aren't in those areas. Or whether that's like you putting on a little bit of music and having a little dance party or putting on some like really, really chill music. I love like some chill music in the evening, putting it on, just like being with yourself, journaling, maybe put on some like manifestation music and journal at the same time and write down all your manifestations it is so empowering when you do that I really want you every day to do something a little bit for your mind and soul because I know you guys you know movement and studying and productivity but really focusing in that what did child version of me love or can I read can I listen to a audiobook while relaxing on my bed Could I just watch a bit of YouTube for an hour, maybe watch a podcast, maybe just be with myself in journal, you know, that kind of vibe, bringing in that loving bit every day, because I think that is what's going to provide the consistency, because at the end of the day, I think the emotional outbursts is what puts like little bumps in your consistency or routines, because you're, when you don't let yourself feel emotions and you bottle it up, and when you don't put time to yourself that's why you have your weekly outbursts of or your monthly depression episodes or you have these big bombs because you're not dealing with it on a daily basis provide yourself that time on a daily basis and that's something I really wanted to bring forward I think this is the end of the podcast which always makes me feel sad because I'm like I just wish I could keep talking to you for days 
I do also feel that sometimes like I'm in my flow more than others and I definitely feel that like just giving myself a moment of looking where I came from on my podcast at the beginning like it was really like energy consuming like I would talk really quickly and I wouldn't know where I was going with the podcast and I would share so much and I would just like I don't know it was just like a different energy whereas now I feel like I'm able to kind of approach the podcast a little bit more level-headed and just a little bit calmer but I hope you guys found this podcast useful you're able to extract some lovely bits of information and I really want you to smash it and you know feel free to dm me or even just write on the posts itself on inside anna's mind podcast and tell me how you're doing you know and if you guys want if you are struggling with journaling dm me you know i might not be able to reply but maybe that's a nice thing sometimes you know to be able to send like five messages in a row maybe send one message when you're feeling really down and just be like hey anna i'm just updating you i'm not feeling great today I find myself, I'm beating myself up for procrastinating. I know there's something else going on, but I just can't figure it out. I don't know what to do. I'm really struggling. I'm going to go off and have a bath and relax myself. So you can send me that. And then the next day you can come back and be like, hey, I'm actually feeling a bit better. You know, journal to me, you know, and if when I can and will message, I will reply to you and I will be like, girl, I'm proud. And I could give you little bits of advice within your situation. Journal on my DMs if you can't write it down. Like if you find it easier to just like speak into the microphone and let it type it out and send it to me because you want to just send it to someone, I am here for you. Write me your struggles, write me your achievements. Because if you think about it, you have like on a DM, there's like time stamps, obviously. So you can almost like see like, that's so interesting that two weeks ago I thought nothing in my life could get better. And today I feel on top of the world. Isn't that interesting? So remember, change is beautiful adaptation is beautiful and be proud that you're constantly changing be proud that you're always changing your mindsets and that's something also I want to say on this podcast and I might need to say this a little bit more at the start of my future podcast as a disclaimer but I am constantly changing my mindsets so you never know like the podcast I made two months ago I could already change my mind and I'm proud of that and that's why I would rather people listen to my podcast like new episode by new episode because my views are always changing these are views that I'm able to create through the experiences that I've been through and because I'm always going through new experiences I'm learning more and I think that's an amazing thing so I'm gonna love and leave you bye bye